Hey guys, welcome to episode 66 of Bono Stuff. I am Dr. Bo, and this episode I'm lucky enough to be joined by Dr. Corey Hoffner. Uh, we connected through Facebook, we talk about that a little bit. Uh, and he is a licensed physical therapist and certified strength and conditioning specialist who's been in the field for over four years now. He opened his own business during the COVID pandemic in 2020 called C. Hoffner Physical Therapy and Strength and Conditioning and offers full one-to-one virtual physical therapy and health coaching, personal training to people all over the world. He helps adult CrossFitters eliminate shoulder, back, and knee pain so they don't have to miss another workout and can avoid medications, injections, and surgery. Uh, They address mindset, movement, and accountability. So there's a lot of crossover with some of the stuff I talk about in almost every episode and how I run my business. Uh, We cover PT insurance-based field, the way it is run versus cash-based, emergence of virtual physical therapy, and PT aftercare. So when when you're done with PT, how do you transition back to sports, something that our profession uh, is not always the best at and doesn't always have programs in place for. So excited to dive into this one. Uh, don't forget, I have my get ready for the ski snowboard season. Uh, if you're interested in that, shoot me a message and we can get you all set up. It's just nine minutes a day. It's for nine weeks. It's only $99. All right, so check that out. And if you wanted to work with me in person out here in Denver, Colorado, uh, or in the Boulder area, I cover both those cities. They're pretty close by. Um, I'm excited to work with you. And my main goal right now is to get everyone assessed going into the new year. Uh, Enjoy listening to the episode. Hope you get a lot out of it, at least 1% better today. Enjoy. We are not, yeah, there we are, we are live. Uh, This is episode 66 of Bono Stuff. Got a little Lincoln Park for special requests from Dr. Corey Hoffner here. Uh, How are you, sir? You're over there in Connecticut? Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the song choice, too. I haven't heard that song in a while, honestly. It brings me back to uh, high school a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm located in Connecticut. Sorry, dog is playing ball behind me there. Those watching on video, you can see me uh, throwing random balls. Um, Yeah, how's the weather? What's going on in Connecticut? Anything uh, exciting going on today? Not much, man. I mean, cold, very cold. Uh, It just turned like 50 degrees the other day. Um, So it's, you know, we're getting ready for that winter, which we know is coming. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to talk about my Colorado waking up here. It's it, there's frost on the ground. It's like 31 in the morning, and but now now the sun's out, and since we're so close to the sun, it's, it feels like 87. And sitting here in the window, it's just nice, nice and toasty. But anyway, uh, let's let's circle back to uh, we connected through Facebook. Yes, I believe. Yes, yeah, we did. We met on Facebook. Yeah, and uh, so for all the bad that Facebook does, there is some positive in the world and some positive in that social media landscape. And it sounds like we do a lot of the same stuff in trying to disrupt this current broken healthcare model. I think uh, anyone listening here is going to agree with these concepts of uh, the current system looks like the sick care system or the symptom care system. So I'd love to dive into your four years out of school. Uh, what brought you into that world? How, how did we get there? Uh, and, and just let you run with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I always love uh, answering this question to kind of start off just to paint a little bit of background information. Um, so, you know, obviously, I did my undergrad in exercise science or kinesiology as uh, is the medical term, so to speak. Um, and really, like, I enjoyed doing that. But when you graduate with that degree, you don't have like a set job you can get afterwards, right? Most people become a personal trainer. Some people go into like nursing, some people go to grad school. Um, you know, you can go off into many different ventures. 
Um, I actually got an internship my junior to senior year while I was in that program at University of Connecticut. And I worked with Division One athletes playing um, hockey and basketball. Those are the two main sports. And what I realized there is I really like to help people kind of rehab and get back onto the field um, or the basketball court, right, or the hockey rink, um, you know, creating rehab programs with the athletic training staff. Um, usually people get hurt and that drives them into physical therapy when I was on the opposite end of the spectrum where I just helped kind of create those programs for them to kind of get them back on their feet and, uh, you know, help modify certain exercises for them. Um, when they shouldn't be doing like all the things the other team, um, the whole rest of the team was doing, so to speak. Um, so I, after that, I was like, I need to go to grad school. But I took off two years between undergrad and going to grad school. Where I worked as a personal trainer in a gym because I knew I loved the human body. I wanted to work around the human body and I wanted to help people kind of achieve their goals because that's what made me happy. And seeing them hit their goals also made me kind of give me that sense of fulfillment, so to speak. And while I was personal training, I was like, I can't really help these people who are getting hurt outside of personal training just because I don't know how to like, you know, modify things. I don't know like enough anatomy about the human body, even though I just went to four years of undergrad. I needed more in-depth knowledge to kind of take that next step. Um, and that's why I decided to become a physical therapist and try and help those people pretty much like progress um, or like regress in certain exercises and hit that next level on whether they're athletes right? Whether they were just an average um, gym goer, average Joe, so to speak, um, or if they were like someone who um, just worked out occasionally or wanted to play with their kids again, right? Um, so, you know, fast forward and four years of grad school, worked three to four years in an outpatient clinic, um, hated the healthcare system, right? It was burning out, so to speak. And I'm sure you got the same thing, um, seeing 20 to 30 people a day, um, not being able to treat people the way that they deserve to be treated. Um, and that's usually why they weren't getting better, so to speak. Right. Because I see them for five to 10 minutes, pass them off to an aide who has little education. And then, um, you know, it finally hit me actually a couple months ago. And I was like, why don't I just open my own business and start doing virtual PT with people? Because during COVID, we were doing the same thing. And I was having good um, outcomes with that um, and that people were being more compliant. You know, people enjoyed it more. They didn't have excuses to kind of miss on certain kind of um, every time we meet. Right. We meet weekly, sometimes biweekly. Um, things just tended to flow a little bit better and I was in more control of my patients um, and I can treat them the way I wanted to and not have to kind of call insurance companies, right, to try and kind of get them to extend people's plan of cares, um, you know, the whole ordeal. Um, that was pretty long. So, so uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's OK, man. I appreciate it. And uh, again, it does sound like we had we had somewhat similar journeys of, uh, you know, going from point A to point Z. Mm -hmm. um, but. I specifically, and if, if you can hear my dog in the back, sorry about that. That's okay. uh, I specifically wanted to, or, or dive a little deeper, just specifically on the question of, uh, you found CrossFit, yes, and and mm -hmm. and you're kind of focusing on that and moving into this cash-based model. We all can we can go for hours about everything wrong with with the insurance model, but yeah, let's actually. You did want to talk about that, so maybe you can break down for my dog and for the folks at home. Um, she she doesn't like the insurance model either a little bit of, of what that insurance model currently looks like. And then how do you get people to go from, you know, oh, I have insurance. And again, you're paying for insurance, which is why a lot of people want to use that insurance because it's provided by their employer. But how do you go from that to saying, hey, pay me this much for my time in that hour. And I'm going to do a lot more for you in that hour. So how, yeah, how have you found that struggle? Because it is a struggle to convince folks of that. So going from that traditional insurance model to this cash-based model. 
Love yeah, great question. I'll be honest. A lot of people that I see are people who went to physical therapy, went in the insurance-based model and just didn't have a good experience, right? They went into a busy clinic. Like I said, they saw the therapist maybe five or 10 minutes a session if they were lucky. Sometimes the therapist didn't even like work on them manually. Um, and then they would get pushed off to an aide who has little education, right? Maybe they're in high school, maybe they're an undergraduate and they're an exercise science major. Um, and they're just not helping them a lot. And sometimes like they don't know the proper form or technique and people get hurt. Um, but you know, with, with the insurance model, right? Obviously you have a copay typically, um, and that can range anywhere from like, you know, I'd say 15 to hundred or sometimes $150. Um, it really depends. And people get really pissed if they're paying over a hundred dollars each time they go and they're not getting that time of the day with the therapist. Um, and that's kind of where I've seen a lot of people kind of make that shift from insurance to cash-based program. Um, and the benefits of the cash-based program, and obviously that's what I do right now, is it's more one-to-one, -one, right? You get more accountability. Um, there's more compliance from the actual patient because you're getting more one-to-one -one time with the therapist. Um, and, you know, therapists tend to take more of a holistic approach. You're not restricted to just kind of doing what you're taught in school, right? Like I look at sleep, right? I look at hydration. I look at exercise. I look at diet. Um, all those things play a role in your pain levels, too. Um, so they're all, they're all so important. But I think a lot of the population has no idea that these so-called concierge service or concierge PT actually exists, right? Um, so it's just a matter of educating people. And I think like, you know, if they know about it, you're going to see results typically in about half the time um, that you would if you were going to like an average PT um, clinic that's super busy seeing 20 to 30 people a day. Um, I don't know how deep you want me to go into it or if that's, that's uh, all right. Yeah, no, we we'll, we'll jump around as much as we need. And I know you have a time restriction as well. So we'll keep an eye on that. But, uh, it's funny you, you brought that up cause, uh, I've recently been, been joking that I've been seeing a few folks, um, and, and similar to your point of, uh, you know, they've already seen a few clinicians. So I, I always speak about how I'm like the 10th guy, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes they've gone to, especially with these CrossFitters that, that we, we can dive a little bit into the the CrossFit world a little bit of, uh, you know, you have a little pain with squatting in your knee. Uh, so your, your coach, your CrossFit coach tells you, Hey, uh, maybe just don't go as low or try these lifters or put something under your heels or, you know, there's all these different small modifications. Try this one stretch, try this. Um, and you know, maybe five times out of 10, it actually helps. Uh, but the other five, you know, then they go to that next chiropractor and the chiropractor doesn't really help. They go to the physical therapist. And what's again, the big thing and for me in physical therapy, I'm sure uh, we can again, go down some dark rabbit holes on this of underloading. Um, and one of the things uh, we're talking about uh, that I tell people when it comes to uh, who to, how to choose a physical therapist outside of the fact that cash base is probably going to be a better investment for you in the long term. But I tell people if they don't, if you don't have a squat rack and a barbell in that physical therapy clinic, uh, then there, there's some money being left on that table. And again, for most folks, especially someone like a CrossFitter, uh, if that person can't speak that language, and again, the traditional models, oh, CrossFit, they've they've put me through school or they're putting my kids through school, you know, so many injuries in CrossFit. Um, there, there's a, a disconnect between the culture, between the science and between the humanity of all that. So, uh, but the joke that I was kind of leading towards that I've seen recently is, the fact that I'm almost getting people better too fast because of this one-on-one -on -one approach, because, uh, you know, you kind of said, uh, and I, I would say, yeah, conservatively, uh, most cash-based PTs are probably getting people better in at least half the time. That's a pretty conservative and easy estimate and, and claim to make. Again, I, I just had somebody with back pain. First time she's ever had back pain, Navy, 
uh, officer, uh, 36 years old, never, never gone to see a physio, Cairo, anything like that. Just woke up with some pretty bad back pain and I got her better in one session. Uh, so it's a bad business model <laughs> for, for us. But uh, again, if I can get her, you know, to refer other people to me and things like that, that's, that becomes the business model. So uh, again, we, we were going off the insurance thing. So I apologize to, to the listener if we went too far from the insurance based model, but I think you did a good job of, of summing that up. Um, but one of the other bits to that is, and another weakness in the current insurance model is the follow-up is the, uh, the concept of like virtual PT that, that you and I both kind of practice. Right. And we talked about a little in our, in our previous call. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. You want to talk about the emergence of virtual physical therapy, especially with the COVID pandemic and, and that became a limitation. Uh, so how, how do you feel about virtual PT? How has your experience been? How have you found people, uh, to be kind of responding to that? Yeah, so, so let me first start off with the negative component, right? Um, because there's a good part and a bad part to everything that you do, right? Um, so, you know, virtual isn't for every single person. It depends, right? If you had a rotator cuff surgery or you had a total hip, total knee replacement, right, you should be going to a clinic in person because you need that therapist to kind of do some, you know, manual jo joint mobilizations, excuse me, um, you know, manual stretching. They need to physically work on it, maybe some um, soft tissue work to kind of reduce swelling, um, you know, especially if you're acute right out of surgery. Um, you just need that hands-on care. Um, but if you're someone who's just having like generalized low back pain, right? You woke up, like you said, your past patient, you woke up with low back pain. Um, you know, you're usually a perfect candidate for doing virtual PT. Um, or if you're someone who has like a really busy lifestyle, like maybe your kids go to multiple different schools, you're running around all day. Um, it's, a, it's a super kind of, um, you know, um, convenient thing for you to do because you're not going to be able to miss a session. You can even do it on the weekend. You can do it at night, um, you know, whether it's 30 or 60 minutes. Um, very simple to implement. And I started doing this actually in May of 2020 um, with my company because we closed the clinic for about two months because of COVID. Um, it had just become so bad in Connecticut. Um, you know, people were too nervous to come out. People were just canceling right and left. So we're like, why don't we shift our model a little bit? And we use a system called Blue Jay, which is similar to like Zoom. Um, you can actually measure joint range of motions and things like that using the system. It's just a HIPAA compliant system. Um, and that sent, tended to work really well. And I found like I was getting people better even quicker than when they came into the clinic. Um, and that's what made me shift to kind of opening my own business. Right. You can see I'm rocking the, the shirt here, Chaufner PTSC. Um, and I work solely, I'd say, with 80 to 90 percent of the CrossFit population, um, just because like I actually had a CrossFit patient. Um, but tell a little quick story. Um, I treated him in the clinic when I was working about probably two years ago. And uh, they had just offered to take me to a class. It was like free, bring a friend to class day or whatever to his local box, um, which is like near the clinic where I worked. And, uh, you know, I decided I loved it. It was just love the community aspect of it and everyone working off each other's goals. Everyone wanted to be fit. No one kind of let anyone down or anything like that. Um, your, your neighbor would bring yourself back up if you couldn't do something or they would help you with everything. Um, but with that being said, I saw a lot of people doing things improperly, especially because it was such aggressive exercise, like a lot of Olympic lifting, like hang clean snatches, overhead squats, right? Um, and a lot of times there was one or two coaches for like 30 people. Um, and that was like, oh, something needs to change here. Like these people need more direction. They need more help um, because they're going to keep coming to see me in the clinic if I'm not helping them here kind of work on their issues. Um, so right now I do one-to-one -one coaching um, with these clients, right? Like I said, mostly CrossFitters. Um, I find them at local boxes, um, you know, Facebook, social media. Um, and really we do like a 12 week program where I work one-to-one -one with them. And again, we take a holistic approach looking at sleep, nutrition, hydration, stress, 
because all these things play an important role in their pain levels. And what we do a lot of is form correction and technique work. Um, and I'm also a certified strength and conditioning coach. And that's something I've always taken pride in is kind of breaking down movements so people can understand it and working on motor control around movements, right? Because that's so important because a lot of people never learn how to exercise. And, you, you know, you show them how to do a pelvic tilt and they have no idea what the heck they're doing, right? And I'm sure you've seen it a million times, um, but they just don't get that hands-on in the, in the clinic. And I think that's the big discrepancy and the big game changer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a lot there that... Uh... <laughs> We, we can we can go down um, and I'd love to yeah spend a few hours on each one of those topics but uh, as far as the virtual PT I did want to wrap that up a little bit uh, to mm -hmm. make sure there was a bow on that um, uh, to, to say again that's I, I do think it's emerging I do think uh, again with COVID a lot of people tried to shift to that I've luckily for my own sake and for my clients they've been doing that since uh, I moved from New York to Dubai. I was helping people back in New York that I had that didn't want to kind of lose my, my ability to work with them and help them continue to improve. And then when I left Dubai back to the U S um, I was able to work with a bunch of people from Dubai and I kept building that and, and really turning that into, um, its own kind of part of my business. I'll also quickly shout out the fact that, uh, I have my five pillars of health, which sounds like kind of what, what you have going on where I talk about movement nutrition and then the recovery components which includes the sleep and breathing and things like that and then the mindset and the connectivity uh right. to to the pieces which is a little bit to your accountability concept so there's a, there's many ways and i've spoken to many practitioners including on this podcast uh you know stephen horney who has he's a new york city based uh physio who has his eight pillars of foundations of health um my buddy richard simister who just moved to connecticut actually from brooklyn uh, he's keeping his practice in Brooklyn, but, but he's, uh, he's moving to Connecticut. So he's, he's, he's your neighbor now. Um, yeah, he has his own four kind of pillars and things like that. So yeah, I've seen a lot of different versions of that. So I do want to, uh, again, say I'm just, it's just awesome to see like-minded folks on that same page and just moving things in that direction. And I also, uh, as a quick plug for, for another show, I'm doing a podcast I'm doing with a physical, a personal trainer from New York city, the Upper East side, my buddy, David Corona, uh, no, no relation to coronavirus. Um, he is, um, we're doing an episode called demand. The, the show is called demand better. And so our first episode was demand better from your personal trainer. And we talked a little bit about strength and conditioning coaches and how that can be a better fit for a lot of folks in having a proper long-term vision rather than I just want to lose 10 pounds or I want a six pack for the summer. Um, and mm -hmm. then our next episode is actually demand better from your physical therapist. And we're going to touch on the cash versus insurance model. We're going to touch on where does virtual PT fit in underloading. And then I did want to take that as a way to, uh, go to that third kind of concept. You talked about PT aftercare, um, bef before I let you run with it, uh, again, for myself, uh, because of my background, similarly between that fitness space and the healthcare space, uh, I speak with a lot of physical therapy clinics. And, and I kind of offer them, hey, like when your client is done with their ACL uh, rehab, right, which is a, like you said, or total hip replacement, um, how are they then transitioning back to life? Uh, if they've just met those kind of really basic, uh, which I think we, we say basic, um, but obviously they're, they're big accomplishments for somebody to, to properly rehab through their total knee replacement or ACL reconstruction. Um, but then it's how do we get them to ski? How do we get them to return to sport or even optimize and that concept of performance, which is the like buzzword where we need to throw it in there. So uh, I guess I'll throw it back to you of, of, yeah. How do you, uh, how do you integrate PT aftercare? Are you 
able to reach out to other physical therapy clinics? Is that something they're able to say, hey, this guy kind of understands that blend? Um, and mm -hmm. that's kind of my ideal. And I'd love to hear, again, how you've been able to integrate that. Yeah. So um, what I actually do, because I used to be a personal trainer too, um, like I had mentioned for a couple of years before I kind of made the jump to go to grad school, um, my program actually, after three months, right, 12 weeks of working with a client, typically will transition from a physical therapy program to more of a personal training program, right? Um, sometimes it's a hybrid of PT and personal training. It depends on like what the client really needs. Um, but that's super important because um, that's what I find even from working, you know, the past four years is like after people, you know, eliminate their pain, if they do a good job in therapy and they have a good therapist supporting them, they don't know what to do afterwards, right? That's the big kind of thing where um, they're kind of confused. You know, sometimes they get a program with like three exercises on it and the PT is like, okay, go off. You're good to go. You're good for life, right? Maybe they'll do those for a month. Then they stop exercising completely boom, they revert back to kind of day one, right? Where they have the same issues, if not worse, or other issues develop on the other side of the body. It just kind of escalates that whole kind of uh, pain funnel all over again. So I'm actually working on programs right now to transition people who finish PT. You know, um, most commonly with the CrossFitters I treat, um, it's shoulder, back, and knee pain. So we're working on like creating like programs around what I do with a lot of my clients um, who shift from PT to personal training. And because a lot of them do the same things I'm finding over and over um, or need the same things in terms of exercise and progressions um, that I can just make a program for them and give them that um, so they can carry on and progress with that moving forward. Um, you know, I think a lot of people get into like subscription programs or um, some classes, too, which is a great alternative, um, even CrossFit because it gives them that community aspect. Um, but again, it depends on the client. Um, it's individual. And that's like the answer you're always going to get, which is not a great answer. Um, but it's, it's important one to take into account. So trying to synthesize all this, I, I love mm -hmm. all the answers. And again, we're so on the same page. So I'm going to kind of selfishly put you on the spot. Mm -hmm. Hope you're okay with that. Uh, and, and hope that you can come up with some answers that I can then steal um, later on of a, here's the first question, rapid fire or put, put you on the spot is how do you define yourself? If you're, if you're in a, you know, elevator or say you're sitting on an airplane next to someone, Hey, I'm, I'm Corey. And uh, I do blank. How do, how do you define yourself? Yeah. So my, my blanket statement, so to speak, right. Mm -hmm. um, so, elevator so, pitch or, or yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say, I mean, mainly, right. Obviously I'm a, I'm a caring and passionate physical therapist who really tends to help crossfitters. Um, anyone between that 30 to 60 age range, male and females um, eliminate knee back shoulder pain. Right. So they can kind of get back to their workouts without having medications, injections or surgery. Um, that's the big component, um, because a lot of people don't understand, like even if they have a twenty dollar copay, they're going to PT for three months. You know, they could be spending thousands of dollars um, if they need surgery. That's going to be, you know, quadruple that amount, if not more, you know, like an average like rotator cuff or surgery or knee replacements, like 50 to 100 grand. It's absolutely insane. Um, right. Whereas if you hire a cash based therapist, you could spend maybe one to two grand. And you could eliminate having any of those issues and learn how to properly exercise because someone's going to put more time and effort into you. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, again, I, I'd love to uh, pick apart all that, but I'm going to try to simplify it and bring it back to if somebody asks you, what is physical therapy? Let's mm. let's go to that. So as a profession, not just what you do. Um, and again, that's kind of preparation for my demand better uh, from your physical therapist podcast that I'm about to shoot later this week. So I'd love again for your two cents and kind of your experience around 
and being a relatively new grad, we're going to call you, oh, you're four years out. Um, <laughs> I feel, I feel like an old timer. I graduated in, in 08. So we're coming up on 13 years. So, um, but yeah, tell me, tell me a little bit about how would you define physical therapy to that person again on the airplane? Or if they, if they haven't asked you what, what is physical therapy? Yeah. So, so I would say, you know, physical therapy is definitely a field that involves someone who knows, you know, the most they can about the human body and how it moves and, um, how it acts, right. And how, um, posture kind of affects us overall. Right. I would say like physical therapists are movement specialists and that like we're good at depicting like, you know, what the joints are doing with certain motions and, you know, what it means to be in faulty postures for too long and how to correct those and how they play a role in our lives. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good answer. Um, my, my attempt at simplifying that is just calling us musculoskeletal experts. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I've seen a little bit adding like neuromusculoskeletal experts, and then it gets a little more dicey and things like that. And, um, but the other part too, for me that, that I'm going to go, I'm going to take this opportunity to dive down the path now of, in terms of the profession from a global view, um, when I would speak at my high school's career day, uh, I'd go back and talk about physical therapy and what is it? And it's not just, oh, you have an injury and you can fix yourself that way, you know? Um, like you kind of said earlier, you know, a lot of folks do find it that way through playing sports. And, uh, that's how I kind of stumbled upon it sort of was I, I sprained my ankle in my senior year of high school pretty badly. Our team doctor at the time was a chiropractor. Um, so I went in with my really, really bad ankle sprain and he put, he cracked my back, which I was like, I need to figure this out. This is cool. Um, and then realized like, yeah, it's not really much science behind that, but you know, not to, not to talk too negatively, but first of all, Dr. Dreyfus, if you happen to be listening, uh, I, I know he's still out there cracking backs and fixing people and making them feel better and not just by, by that, but, um, uh, shout him out. But on top of that, uh, the thing I speak about a career day is the fact that just like the medical field, physical therapy is an allied health profession, which has. I, I don't know if it's 20 underneath like specialties at this point, including women's health, pediatrics, geriatrics, sports, orthopedics, neurology, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's important to, to a have that kind of big global perspective when we talk about physical therapy that uh, again, when we get caught up in our, you know, talking to CrossFitters or triathletes, or I'm putting these ski and snowboarding programs together here for, for the season here in Colorado um, that, you know, uh, I'll, I'm excited about. And again, it's a different conversation, right? Um, and, and again, I've actually tried to move away from the concept of physical therapy, which it sounds like you have as well, because what do most people associate with physical therapy is either I'm only going to deal with you if I have a surgery, a major surgery, mm -hmm. uh, total hip replacement, ACL reconstruction. Um, and then the other kind of common standard way people think about or have experienced physical therapy is it's hot packs, electrical stimulation, ultrasound, maybe a little bit of stretching or massage. Um, and, and unfortunately, that's what also gets put out there in the media. So all that to say, <laughs> um, again, I, I do think it's awesome that, you know, again, there's guys like you out here, uh, hopefully changing that perception, that mindset and, uh, bringing it back to that simple, we are musculoskeletal experts. So if you have an ankle sprain, you should see us. If you have some back aches, you should see us first. Um, and so I wanted to ask about your Facebook group. And if anybody's interested here, uh, we'll try to have a link somewhere or they can just reach out to me. I'll connect you to Dr. Hoffner and never quit CrossFit, which I think is a great concept. Um, and tell us a little bit about the group and what your, your, your aims are for that. And, and a little bit, um, you know, in that regard. Yeah. So, you know, the group is for CrossFitters, right. Who are 
you don't have to be dealing with an injury, right? We have people in there who aren't suffering from an injury or anything. Um, they're just people who um, usually two things, right? They want to get better at pull-ups I'm finding. Um, and they want to get better at um, overhead squats. Like those are the two main things I'm finding from like thousands of CrossFitters that they have issues with. Um, a lot of them have issues with like muscle ups, you know, hand cleans, snatches, et cetera. Um, but this is like an area where they can kind of just talk amongst each other. Um, you know, we list out questions throughout the week. Um, you know, do you have issues with kipping pull-ups? Like maybe I can help you. Um, do you have issues with overhead mobility? I'm going to give you some tips and cues, some exercises to do. This month we're doing a four block series on how to achieve the perfect pull-up. Right next month we'll do a series on how to achieve the perfect overhead squat um, where I break it down into like mobility, shoulder and thoracic first, right? Strengthening second. Um, number three is like how to progress those exercises to go from like horizontal um, rowing right, to more vertical inclined exercise, um, and then more function specific exercise. But really, um, you know, there's lives every Tuesday. So it really what I want to do is create an environment where CrossFitters can talk amongst each other, um, educate them in the process, but also I can help them too. And I do free movement screens um, throughout the week too, where I'm posting in the group and, you know, we do them over Zoom. And sometimes I'm telling people like all these things about their posture or their body that they just never have heard, right? Because maybe they went to the doctor, saw their primary care, you know, he did a couple tests, maybe he like palpated a couple spots, um, but they really don't know. And I think that's getting big in that, like, you know, we can have people start coming in for like posture screens, um, like every quarter or like once or twice a year, because it's, it's almost as important as getting a physical, right? It's, it's something that never gets addressed that I think should be important. And it might hopefully get integrated into society in the next um, coming years and everything, especially with virtual becoming more and more of a thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the APTA did at some point even discuss that back when I was yeah. back in the day when I was a student of uh, pushing ortho like annual orthopedic checkup, just like the dental profession uh, says, you should see your dentist twice a year just to get that checkup. And I think the problem, even though we are, again, the musculoskeletal experts to the extent that uh, slowly I've seen over these last 15 years or so, uh, more physical therapists in emergency rooms, where if you show up in an emergency room with a musculoskeletal condition uh, that might not need an x-ray, that might not need an MRI, where again, if you're just seeing a general ER doctor, they're going to say, hey, go go get an x-ray. Let's make sure this is going on versus uh, I think you and I with our backgrounds uh, and, and other physical therapists who especially specialize in emergency medicine uh, can do some basic tests with our hands, with our eyes that tells us hey, you don't need an MRI right now. Like we're going to save however many thousands of dollars in mm. tests. And all you need to do is try this for now, either try these exercises or, and, and again, ho hold off on opioids. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Um, so again, I do think this is a solution. And I, I definitely advocate for an annual orthopedic checkup. Um, and the problem there, again, is as a profession, I think we cannot agree on what should that entail. So mm. even dentists, it, it's pretty straightforward. Like you're checking for cavities, you're checking for, you know, bleeding gums or whatever. There's X amount of things you can look for, but uh, there's so many different ways we can assess it. Again, I'd, I'd be curious. I think I've heard you mention that your part of your assessment includes FMS type situations um, or, or move, moves. And uh, again, I, I do play a little bit off of that SFMA, which is the, the medicalized version of the FMS. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you played with that a bit. Um, or incorporated, but yeah, the, the combination of all that. And again, it sounds like you and I would have a lot of overlap, but as a profession, unfortunately we haven't gotten together, uh, as the American physical therapy association and said, Hey, let's really push this thing of 
annual orthopedic checkups the way the dental profession did so long ago. And people just kind of know that not that 100% of people go to their dentist all the time, but people still know that uh, just like chiropractors, people associate with back pain. Um, they did a really good job of the marketing. We, we kind of, um, sorry, suck as a profession on the marketing front. And again, we're part of that medical system. We're kind of like, you have your surgery, you have your physical therapy to recover. Um, and outside of that, we, we just don't, we aren't cutthroat the way a lot of these other professions are. Um, anyway, without talking about all the negative there, um, can you share a little bit of your, your assessment? Do you mind sharing a little bit of that? Just kind of the philosophy behind it. What are you looking for? You mentioned postural assessment. Mm -hmm. Um, again, is, is, uh, yeah, if you can share anything there that I'd appreciate, I think the listeners would love that too. Yeah. So, so the functional movement screen, right. I'm not using that for everyone, but if you're an athlete, um, or if you're someone coming from CrossFit, you're going to really benefit from doing the functional movement screen. And it's very simple, right? Seven strict movements. Um, I'm not going to go through them all cause we'd be here for a while. Um, but we're looking at things like single imbalance, right? Your ability to kind of bring your knee up, um, kind of come over like a little bit of a, a height, um, and make sure your hips, we're looking at your hips, like pelvic symmetry, looking at hamstring length, um, you know, during my movement screens, like I'll be honest, like a lot of times over Zoom, I don't have time to do those types of things and people don't have the time for me to take them through that. Um, but if I'm in person, it might be a little bit different. Um, I'm doing more of like, uh, you know, I'm looking from head to toe. I'm looking at their feet first, like right, looking for if their feet are over pronated, meaning if they're flat footed, right? Or if they're supinated, meaning they put more weight towards that pinky toe. Uh, and then we work our way up the chain, right? I'm not obviously able to palpate being on virtual. But I'm looking at kind of where their pelvis sits, right? We're looking at where their shoulder blades sit, scapula. Um, I'm having them do like an overhead reach, right? Um, almost like a snow angel up to the side. And I'm finding a lot of people do the same exact things, right? A lot of people arch at their lower back. People who have back pain, especially, they have that excessive tilt forward of their pelvis. Um, you know, obviously we can't test strength either. So I'm doing some functional tests. Like I'm looking at a squat, sometimes a lunge, um, you know, could be, um, an overhead squat. Sometimes it could be a pull-up. Um, you know, that's really kind of the simplicity of it. I like to use the kiss principle where I keep it simple, stupid, so to speak, right. Just so people aren't getting overwhelmed in the 10 to 15 minute screen that I'm doing. Um, and then from there, if, you know, if they want to dive deeper into it, I offer them another one, um, where they can pay me obviously to, for coaching and whatnot, and we'll dive a little bit deeper. We can do some more like special tests and things like that, depending on their pain levels and things like that. Um, gotcha. But that's yeah. kind of the short and kind of dirty version of it. Yeah, man. Perfect. I love it. Uh, yeah. I mean, just to kind of think we talked about a little bit for the listener. Again, I have a 21 point virtual screen, similar concept uh, that I've developed over over yeah my career of, of uh, again, just trying to load as much as possible. Uh, you know, I've, I've stolen from the best of folks in the industry, including I'll, I'll shout out Chris Johnson, who has a pretty basic uh, runner screen. He's, he's big in the triathlon community and uh, just four real easy tests that if you can't do these four things, you shouldn't be running just like mm -hmm. CrossFit. Uh, you know, there's a lot of little things where we can a either say, Hey, let's, you shouldn't be overhead squatting. Um, you have pain when you squat. Uh, how do we actually address that? Which is why a lot of those times, like I was talking about earlier, five out of 10 people, maybe some of those basic things will fix that, which is great. But then those other five kind of get lost in the shuffle and continue on with their pain until eventually they need surgery or eventually they have bigger issues. So that's where I like to step in and say, uh, yeah, let's let's address the actual underlying cause, which is yeah. sounds like, again, what, what you're kind of looking for. Yeah, not not to interrupt you or anything, but I mean, and to, to branch off of the SFMA or FMS, right, I actually kind of create my own exercises 
Um, you know, SFMA has breakdowns, right? If you can't do something, it gives you like, do this exercise, then this, then this, right? And I do something similar where I have like set plans and set routines um, where people will do those certain strict things. Um, and that's because that's what I found like works for most people who have the, that issue of like, you have too forward of a pelvis, like during squatting, right? Too much of an arch in the back, um, et cetera. Yeah. Perfect, man. Well, again, I know you're, we're coming up on time. I want to be respectful of, of your next appointment and your next patient. Um, so uh, tell folks where best places are to find you. Yeah, perfect. So you can find me on Facebook at Corey Hoffner. Okay. Um, or you can find me in Never Quit CrossFit. That's the name of the um, Facebook group where we have lives every Tuesday night. And then I'm slowly getting more and more into Instagram currently. And you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Chofner PTSC. Um, which is really just the name of the company. And PTSD just stands for Physical Therapy, Strength, and Conditioning. Um, it all together. Yes. And last place would be my website, which is www.chofnerptsc.com. Gotcha, man. Well, really appreciate your time. Uh, we got an ad plan. I was going to play a little Linkin Park if, if it allows, but <laughs> to, so to wrap us out and hopefully we don't get copywritten here. Um, but yeah, man, really appreciate your time. Uh, you can stay on a little bit after we, we, we sign off here. A little numb in the back. Is that? Yeah, is that thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, and this will be up, uh, should be on all podcast platforms, all that good stuff. I look forward to our next chat, my friend. And uh, everybody, have a great day. And again, my dog is down there barking at other dogs. That will wrap it up on that uh, ending now.